This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. At the 2019 BET Awards, Tyler Perry delivered a rounding speech when he accepted his Icon of the Year Award, and he talked about ownership and the power of that. And he talked about not begging for a seat at anybody's table because he's busy building his own. And it's something that we on the Karen Hunter Show on Urban View have been talking about for several years, that we are not begging for crumbs because we're bakers. We're not begging for a seat because we're builders. And it's also the message that was delivered at the 2019 commencement at Morehouse College when Robert Smith III forgave the debt, the student loan debt of all of those brothers, those 400 brothers. And what he said in that speech is that we are enough. And that has to become a mantra that each and every one of us speaks to ourselves every day, every morning that we wake up, every night before we go to sleep. We are enough. It's got to be the mantra that we instill in our children and the folks that we love and the folks that are around us that we are enough. We have all of the tools to be builders. We have all of the tools to build our own seats, our own tables, our own success. And I hope you enjoy this podcast coming up next. Robert Smith, um, we are enough. That's the message. We don't need anyone else. I've been preaching that since I had breath in my body on these airwaves. We spend more than a trillion dollars as a people. There's nothing that we can't fund. There's nothing that we can't do. If we move like ants and we come together to see one another as allies and as uh, members of the same family uh, who may argue, fuss, and fight from time to time, but we have a collective vision for our future, for the future of our children. We talked about the thousand-year plan that the Chinese have. We can do that. We were here first. Why don't we have a thousand year plan? Yes, I get it. We had colonization and slavery, but that actually DNA wise made us stronger, made us stronger. That natural selection, that evolution that I talk about in my podcast from the half has never been told is in our DNA. It's time to wake up. We are enough. We're more than enough. And if this man can come out of obscurity, because nobody was talking about Robert F. Smith before yesterday. Of course, I broke it down on my show in January, but we, you know, we got our finger on the pulse of what's happening. But the vast majority of America said, who? Who is this? Richard and Oprah? Where did he come from? Who knew? $4.4 billion? How? Well, he's an engineer. Chemical engineer. Who's been talking about engineering? Who's been having Nesby on the show? Who's been saying that engineering foundationally is all we need to push our children into to build the world that we want to see? Why? Because engineers are problem solvers by nature. Whether we're talking about electrical, chemical, or what, engineers see problems and they know how to fix. They figure out how to take things apart and build them. That's the mind of an engineer. And that's why Robert Smith, he said he's been here eight generations. Four of them were in Colorado which is unusual. Black people in Colorado, that says something. Both of his parents were PhDs. Both of them were school teachers with doctorates. Both of them. Very black. His mother took him to the March on Washington when he was a baby. She carried him when King said, I have a dream. He was there. He actually applied for an internship at Bell Labs when he was in high school that was designated for college students only. But he would not be deterred. He kept persisting until they finally, a kid dropped out of the program and they let him in. And that summer, in that program, he developed a uh, reliability test for semiconductors. And then he went on to do four more patents after that. This is this guy. Alpha. He's an alpha. So... Shout out to the fraternities, the brothers out there. Uh, went to Cornell and Columbia. And um, 
shifted from engineering into the finance industry, went to Goldman Sachs, because engineers can do anything. You're problem solvers. Remember I was talking on the show, like, what's our thing? What's our thing? We are natural-born engineers. Natural-born engineers. We know how to remix things. We know how to make chitlins. It's natural to us. Thank you. Thank you for the hard torture that forced us into inventing a lot of things out of necessity, right? But in our DNA, naturally, we're going to have to figure out how to do things because this is who we are. Things aren't handed to us. Collectively, I'm talking. Of course, there's some privileged black folk, a lot of them, a lot of them. I actually was raised in a very privileged background. But that said, you know, this gentleman, four generations in Colorado, eight generations in, in the United States of America, very committed. And he said, we are enough. We don't have to wait for anybody. But this this donation, $40 million to 400 students, do the math on that. My goodness. $40 million for one class tells you that there's something foundationally wrong with our education system. Why does it cost that much to get a mediocre ed- education that will not guarantee you a good job that can even pay back those loans? That Barack Obama was running for president of these United States and still hadn't paid off his student loans should speak volumes about everything Stacey Abrams talks about in her new book. This is a broken education system. I know because I'm in it. I teach and what I tell my students, and and I know it's probably not appropriate. Maybe. But I think I'm giving them something that that they can work with. Don't stay here more than four years. Unless you're going to be a doctor, your degree is only going to your degree is only going to get you so so far. You need to build relationships. You need as many internships as possible, especially if you're going to be in media. Get yourselves out there and work. Don't stay here. Don't go to the graduate school of journalism. You're not going to learn journalism in a graduate school. You're going to learn journalism in the streets out there reporting. This is what I tell them. Don't waste if, unless you're getting a scholarship. Don't you waste another twenty thousand dollars getting experience that you can get in the streets for free. Don't you do that. And don't stay in the school unless somebody is giving you a scholarship longer than the three or four years that you're supposed to be here. Otherwise, you're wasting your money. And now you have debt to go what into a liberal. You have a liberal arts uh, major. What is that going to do? Listen, I was an English major. I had no idea other than it helped me to think and process things. I love my English major. As a matter of fact, I do encourage that if you're going to become a lawyer, be an English major. But if you want to change the world, become an engineer. Steer your children because they will always have a job, first of all, and they'll leave school with the skills to be able to immediately go into a place where they're making six figures from the door. And Robert Smith, great example. Engineer, was able to parlay that into the business sector. At Goldman Sachs, he became the first person to focus on technology mergers, and that's where he made his money, acquisitions and technology, acquisitions and mergers. That was his specialty. A master fortune really quietly. I remember Reginald Lewis, first black billionaire, wrote a book, Why Why the White Guys Have All the Fun, right? Beatrice, food company. But the new wave of billionaires are being made in tech. We talked last week about Beyonce, not taking a check from Uber, but taking stocks from Uber or stock futures from Uber. When Uber went public, that was worth $300 million. Her paycheck from Uber would have been what, four, six million? Four to six million? Three hundred million dollars that bet that she made on herself 
on the future, we have to be long thinkers and we have to think differently about the world. We are enough was the message and God is a woman. That's what I got out of that speech. But also that school is too damn expensive. Why does it cost so much? And who's benefiting? I sit in a place where most of the professors who are tenured shouldn't be there. Let me just be honest. Let me be honest. They got a job for life and not preparing any of your children for the future that's out there. Same old tired ass, circular ass conversations. Unless it's a specific um, career like being a doctor, all of this, this humanities, you're teaching history that, that we really need to teach differently. And I love schools like, you know, Morgan State that'll bring in a, a, a Jason Johnson or MK Asante or Stacey Patton to teach people who are in them streets right now currently doing things. Because what, what students need now is to be prepared for the world. Not the world that, they, that the professors come from. The professors aren't in the world. And I say this to my students. You know, I teach journalism, but I said, I don't know what journalism is today. So I'm not going to teach you journalism. I'm going to teach you life. You're going to learn some things in my class. Yeah, we'll get through, uh, you know, how to write a lead and all this other stuff. But for the most part, you're going to learn how to navigate these spaces. So I bring in a lot of guest speakers and I talk really plainly to them. These professors in there, I said, if they were that fly, why aren't they working in the industry that they're teaching you about? Because I know damn well that they would much rather work in television, much rather be working at a newspaper editing or writing books or something. They would much rather be, the check is bigger. They would much rather be out in them streets doing the thing that they're teaching you. But they're probably not that good, so they teach it. I'm sorry. I tell the truth about things. Look around. I'm like, yeah, if you were that good at filmmaking, you'd be out making films. I tweeted out a link, uh, Robert Smith, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. This is his talk at Goldman Sachs. You, you talk about him being a visionary. He breaks down about the engineers of the future and the actual opportunities ahead of us, process orientation. It's a, ver it's a video I saw a couple of months ago. Uh, but I, I'm sharing it with the audience. It's a definitely all graduates who watch this because this is going to impact you because uh, jobs are going away. And it's all yes. about we're moving well, to jobs skills. Are, jobs are not going away. Skill-based right. economy. Right. That's jobs, jobs where you can sit on your ass and do nothing are going away. Jobs where you can sit in somebody's office and get a paycheck every two weeks, those are going away. But if you produce... If you produce, you will you will be working. There's a whole website for people that do what you guys do, right? Produce, thank you, Jameson, for putting that out. And folks, if you're not on Twitter, I know, I know, I can't get on another thing. Get on Twitter. It's where we communicate. It's where we drop our, our knowledge. It's where we give you links to things that we're talking about. Follow SXM Urban View. SXM Urban View, my, my, my staff here, they do a tremendous job of putting out. Jameson actually does all of the links during the show, so you are up to date even if you, you may not be caught up on the app. You can be caught up in real time on Twitter at SXM Urban View. Follow them, and then I retweet during the break at Karen Hunter. Hey, this is Karen Hunter, and you know coconut water is one of the best things you can drink when you're working out, when you're really thirsty. Yes, water water is great, but coconut water actually has electrolytes. It has more potassium than four bananas, and of course, it's super hydrated because it is from mother nature herself all right uh some people use it for uh, hangovers kidney stones or whatever i just like the taste and the best coconut water on the market right now is 100 coconuts i'm i'm drinking it every day putting it in my smoothies it really tastes great when it's ice cold right out of the refrigerator you crack it open because it's in a can 
And my goodness, 70 calories, delicious, the most delicious coconut water on the market. 100 coconuts. Check them out. And use my code Karen100 at checkout. You get 10% off your first case. That's Karen100 at 100coconuts.com. But what you just said was powerful. If you know how to do something, what's the name of that site, Jameson, where you can go on if you if you uh, can edit sound or if you can edit Upwork? Upwork, yes. right? So if you have a skill, <laughs> you and they pay not poorly. It's not a bad side gig or a real gig, and you make your own time and you can de- determine what you want to do. This is the wave of the future. Having power over your own life, having power over your own economy, and what Robert Brown did twofold again. He, he impacted a whole generation, in my opinion. He also laid down the gauntlet for the next year. Uh, keynote speaking of Morehouse is really smart. They'll invite another billionaire. <laughs> Let's get it going. Let's invite and see what I'll see Robert, Robert Smith's uh, 40 million. And I'll raise him another 40 million. Let's make this into a competition. And he kind of did that. Yeah, everyone alum. I'm talking to y'all. How many alum with, you know, how many Morehouse alum are multimillionaires? Maybe they can't do the whole entire class, but maybe they could each one of them do 10 kids to allow them to not have. We shouldn't have student loan debt, period, which is why Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and others are, are getting such great attention. Because when you talk about the hampering of debt and let me just be clear, the one of the one of the greatest things my dad ever did for me. And he did a lot of great things was to make sure that I didn't have to pay one student loan, not one loan. I had not one loan to go to Drew University. And that was an expensive ass school that I didn't have to pay for. And it also gave me confidence, which I talk about a lot, because when you're black at a school like that, it's assumed that you're part of a program where you're getting special help. So kids, white kids, the privileged kids, they look at you like, oh, well, you're just here in a program because of quotas and all this other stuff. So they treat you differently. And my freshman year, they tried it, and they ran into a buzzsaw. And a lot of them got their feelings hurt because you know my mouth. And, oh, my goodness, did I clap it out on them? Yeah, matter of fact, matter of fact, my dad's probably, you know, richer than yours. No, I pay full ride. Do you? You know, it's like that was the thing. And it, it wasn't my money. My father worked on his feet for 18 hours a day for 18 years to make sure that he could do that. But for those of you who can't do that, you shouldn't go to school feeling bad like because you need loans and all these things just to go to school. And I know how many kids dropped out because they didn't have the money. Brilliant kids who could have made a difference in that particular field that they were studying, but didn't have enough money. Money shouldn't be the determining factor in terms of how we get educated. And it sets up, again, a have and have not system. Where the only people in society that get to sit at the top of the food chain are those who have the money to be able to do so or the money to be able to bribe their ways way in like Laurie Lachlan and, and Felicity Huffman and those people, you know, like money becomes the thing. So we do have an aristoc- aristocracy, not we don't have a Republican a de- democracy. We have a aristocracy where the one percent continue to be able to to eat while the rest of us, you know, scramble for some crumbs. But no, Robert Smith said it. We are enough. Not only do we have enough to, as I often say, I'm not fighting over your crumbs. I can bake. I'm baking another cake. Here's a slice. I'm not fighting for a seat at your table. I'm a builder. I will build my own rooms with my own tables. You're welcome to have a seat, but I'm not fighting for a seat at your table. I can create. And so can you. 
Robert Smith is an engineer by his very craft. He is a problem-solving creative who can figure some stuff out. And there's more Robert Smiths out there in the world. And if anything happened from yesterday, I hope it inspired those 400 brothers at Morehouse and 440 million around the world, or in this country rather, that not only are we enough, but we can do what he did in greater. Robert Smith laid a blueprint down yesterday, and I'm really here for it.